Hello, my fellow officials, and welcome to the Art of Officiating with Joe Forte. I know during our last podcast, Thoughts and Recaps, I mentioned that our next episode would be on Thursday, November 21, at which time we would be talking about the trail position. However, after reading several of the emails that I have received from our audience, I decided that I would answer one of them. I would like to address the concerns that Scott from Virginia has in his email to us. Scott wanted me to talk about game awareness, matchups, concentration, substitutes and their impact on the game, game intensity. These are all great topics to talk about. And Scott, I thank you for sending your email into us and I will address those concerns that you have. First of all, let's begin in the locker room. The crew chief is gonna go over his pregame duties. And he's gonna talk about mechanics. He's gonna talk about team style of play. He's going to talk about matchups. He's going to talk about clock awareness, transition and rotation. All those things to get us ready mentally for the game. Then we go up on the basketball court prior to the game and watch the teams warm up. Now, this is a time where you can really focus in on the game. By focusing in on what the players are doing during warm-ups. They will tell you exactly what they're going to do in the game. Watch the guards. Observe where they're taking jump shots from. The corner, top of the key, out around the perimeter. So now when you're in the trail position, you can get yourself in position to see that play. You know who the starters are because you've gone over that in your pregame. You know who the key players are because you've gone over that in your pregame. You know who the scorers are. Focus on those players, okay? Focus on those players because this will get you readily, ready mentally and physically in the game and be, get you prepared to see these plays. If you have post players, watch the post players. See what they're doing. They all have a pet move whether it be a drive to the basket from the right side of the basket or the left side, a baseline drive, uh, a running hook across the lane, a turn, pivot, jump shot. They all have pet moves. So during warm-ups, observe all of the players that will be playing in the game, mainly your starters, so you can be prepared to referee them during the game. Now, prior to the game, I always had this little quirky thing that I did, and it helped me to concentrate. And that was prior to the tap, the opening jump, I would just kind of tap myself on the head. I know it sounds crazy and goofy, but I would just kind of tap myself on the side of the head, and I say to myself, okay, Joe, it's time to go to work. Well, work to me meant from the time that the ball was tapped, to the next time out, I was going to concentrate during that period of time, and I was going to challenge myself to not mess up. <laughs> I didn't want to miss a rotation. I didn't want to get late on transition. You know, I wanted to have great clock awareness. I wanted to know what was going on in the game. 
And I challenged myself not to miss a call. And I would take that from time out to time out to time out. And that's how I concentrated in the game. Because you cannot concentrate for the entire game. It's impossible. It's impossible. You have to have these times where you just kind of reset. Yeah, reset the computer. Now, my good friend Joey Crawford, and I never talked to Joey about this, but if I did, I think he would probably say that I was correct. Joey loved to toss. And after Joey tossed, and the ball was tapped, he would back out and he would clap his hands several times. And I think that that was his trigger where he further got himself mentally into the game. It was like, okay, I'm ready to go. Let's do this. It's kind of like a little pep talk without saying it. You're, you're doing it you know, in your mind subconsciously. And I think we all have those little things that kind of get us prepared. We all have these little quirky things that we do. All right, so I would concentrate from time out to time out. Then, during the course of the game, we all know that the referees set the tempo of the game. You cannot allow the players to set the tempo of the game. We know our rules. We know our guidelines. We want aggressive play, but not illegal play. So we would referee the game according to the rules. Now, there were certain rules that we had. You know, some people like to call them absolutes that we just called. And you have to call those. Now, there's a lot of plays in the gray area that we have to use very good judgment on. You know, we see the contact. Uh, was it marginal? We let it go. It wasn't a violation of the rule, illegal, yes, and we blow the whistle. You know, we can't allow cutters to get chucked coming through the lane. We can't allow guards to be held. We can't allow the big men to come out and set illegal screens. So these are all the things during the course of the game that are really easy plays and obvious plays for us to call. So let's just take during a situation during a game where a team gets out to a 15-14-0 run. Now we have a timeout. Well, the team behind, not very happy. The coach is not very happy. So you have to understand, and if you put yourself into his huddle, he's not saying to his team, hey, guys, you're doing a really good job. Oh, you're taking really great shots. Oh, you're getting back on defense. You know, we're, we're really doing a good job. No, he's not saying that. He's going the other way. You know, he's kind of getting on them. So you have to anticipate them coming out with a more aggressive mindset. So again, you cannot deviate from calling the game by the rules. Do not allow them to get back into the game with physical, illegal play. Maintain the course. Maintain the tempo that you had. Have them adjust to you. And if you do that, the game goes smoothly. So understand what's going on in the game, why the team called the timeout, what subs are coming into the game, and what's their impact on the game. You might have a coach who decides that he wants to bring in some, some guards to pick up the game, to pick up the tempo of the game. They might go to a little bit of a pressing situation. 
He wants to change the tempo because he's behind. And he knows that the tempo that he has right now in the game doesn't benefit his team. So he's going to bring in some other people that change the tempo. And that's all fine. So you anticipate this. You understand this. Okay? So now, during a timeout, I would assess what was going on in the game. Then when the horn went off, I would just kind of tap myself a little bit and say, okay, it's time to get back to work. And I would get back to work. Then as the game went on and we got into the latter stages, four or five minutes to go in the game, and let's just say we have a very competitive game and the score has always been two or three point difference. And as we get down into the last three or four minutes of the game, you're going to have timeouts. That is at the time when the crew chief would get together with the crew and he would say, okay, this is what we have. You know, uh, the home team's down by three. We got fouls to give. How many timeouts? Just a little quick synapses of what's going on in this period of time. You know, what, what does the team have left? Timeouts left? Who has the fouls? Who has fouls to give? Things of that nature. As the game now gets into the last minute or so of the game, your, your options kind of dwindle. You, you don't have as many things that you're going to talk about. Because there's only so many, so much, so many possessions that you're going to have, right? So, so you 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 have you work within that period of possessions. For example, let's just say that you have 25 seconds to go in a game, and a team's down by five, and they call a timeout. Well, you know that they're going to try to take a quick score to the basket. All right, they probably just drive it to the basket, see if they can get fouled. If they score, they might call a timeout. So, so you're aware of these things. You're, you're aware of the game and the game situation. If the team calls a timeout and they're down by three with only four or five seconds to go in the game, well, you know they're probably going to take a three-point attempt, right? So all eyes focus on the guy that you think is going to take the shot. He might bring in a sub. That would key you that, you know, this is a guy that might take the shot or this could be the decoy. So, so you have to be ready and you have to be prepared. So... During the closing moments of the game, game ending situations, the crew chief would get together with his crew and he would go over certain aspects of the game. Now, this is important. When the crew chief is going into his game preparation, ending game preparation, I should say, do not interrupt him because he has certain things in his mind that he wants to go over. And if you interrupt him, you're interrupting the computer. So let him finish. Let him finish. And then he will ask you if you have anything to add. And then you might want something to add. Okay? Let's talk about a replay situation that we have. Play to the basket. Hard foul. Could be flagrant. Could be flagrant one, could be flagrant two, all right? Once you call it and you want to review the play, as you're going over to the replay, start thinking in your mind what you have, what you're looking for, what the penalty is. Flagrant one, 
two shots in the ball, flagrant two, two shots, ejection. Start thinking about these things as you're going there. So now when you look at the instant replay and you see, oh, no, that wasn't a flagrant two. It was a flagrant one. You know exactly what you're going to do when you come out of instant replay. You know what the rule is. Judicate the rule. Get the game going. If you have to consult with your partners, consult with your partner. And it's always good to go over there with one of your partners so he can also have a view. If both of you can't come to a conclusion, then you go to the third guy. Let him take a look at the play. All right? The idea is to get the play called correctly. So you go over. You know what you're going to look at. You come out of the instant replay and you adjudicate the rule. Get the game going. All right? So, Scott, I hope that I was able to address some of the issues that you have. Uh, once again, I want to thank you for a great email. And, guys, please send in your emails. I love reading them and I love talking about them. And I love addressing them for you. So, from the art of officiating, this is Joe Forte saying good day. And always remember, be a good partner and learn to trust your partners. Take care.